G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of this marketing thing. Today I want to talk about the game. What are we trying to do when we market our products and services? It's more important than logos, color schemes of a website, and a lot of people that have these don't really know what to do with them. And if they haven't got one, they don't really understand the importance of them. So today I want to talk about that. See you guys on the other side. Hi, my name's Kyle Macker and I've been a pilot in the aviation industry for half my life. So you may be asking, why am I doing this marketing thing, right? Well, I'm so passionate about aviation. Flying a big jet is just awesome. There's nothing like it. However, I realised that being a pilot is nothing what it used to be, especially during COVID. If I wanted to live the life of my dreams on my terms, I was going to have to teach myself a new skill. So three years ago, I started my marketing journey. I dove deep into the marketing world. I dug into the books, psychology, persuasion, anything that would help with a person saying yes to a product or service. I love it. However, I have a big problem. It's all theoretical knowledge and I have no hands-on experience and I still have so many questions. The biggest thing that I know is if we want our businesses to stand out in a noisy marketplace, we have to become better marketers. The best marketer will always win. So follow me on my journey and hopefully along the way it can help you spark up a few ideas that I've learnt so you can implement in your business. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the latest episodes and also if there's anything you want to know about, get in touch with me at thismarketingthing.com. So let's get into it. So this episode guys, I hope I sound a bit more positive, a bit more optimistic. I did sound a little bit flat last week because I learned of the news, the structural changes, the the airline company that I work for here in Hong Kong is going through some big structural changes, just like the whole aviation industry is. And um, it's hard to take, it's sad, but, you know, we've got to move on and, um, you know, that's what I've done this week. I feel a little bit better. It's been hard, it has been sad and um, upsetting this week. One technique that I've really used that I did learn a little while ago to help me cope with sad situations is I stop, breathe, think and appreciate things in my life or people or whatever, but I I appreciate. I used this technique yesterday. I went and played squash with a bunch of guys and we were talking about it and I started to feel sad and upset about the whole situation because I think it's natural for humans to go into a group and somehow develop that feeling of the group and the feeling of the group was despair and it made me feel that too. It's just humans having empathy for a group of humans, I think. But when I left, I felt like I've got to step myself out of this and this technique that I use is just fantastic. If I appreciate something, it instantly makes me feel better about the whole situation or about the, you know, myself. And um, that, that's been really helpful this week. Then over the weekend, I didn't do too much. I just completely relaxed. I went and watched the AFL Grand Final on Lantau Island, which is an island here in Hong Kong. And it's on the water and it's just, it's, it's a great little pub. And uh, we had a few beers and it was just... It was just great to just let it all out, you know. I know there's a lot of people that spruik out there that entrepreneurs shouldn't drink and, uh, you know, it's just hustle, 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 work, work, work. And I think that's absolute crap. I think you have to stop 
and it lets your brain compartmentalize all the stuff that you're learning and all the stuff you're going through and it, it you know it puts it in perspective i mean you know i think it's good to just let it out every now and again and that's what i did on saturday and that was really beneficial for me and then sunday went and did a stream hike or a waterfall hike and uh you know basically you jump in on a, a stream or a creek and basically just walk up it and you find these beautiful waterholes and waterfalls and this particular hike that we did in Hong Kong there's the Hong Kong newt and I got some really good video footage of it actually and they're everywhere in this one particular place and they look like a little underwater dragon they swim around and they're really cool actually but I think there's a lot to be said about getting out in nature and just getting amongst it and uh breathing in that fresh air, being in amongst the green and the water. And it was just, it was fantastic. So I had a really good weekend. I feel very refreshed and um, ready to get into it again. So today, guys, I want to talk about something that's really important. And it's almost like smacked me in the face because I didn't realize that people don't really understand what the big game with a lot of this stuff that we do is. And it's really sort of surprised me. And to be honest, I would have done an episode a lot sooner, but I guess I took it for granted. And look, that's maybe my fault, but some of the people that I, I'm helping with their business, and I, I you know, I, I help out a lot of people for free. And I sort of just ask them questions about their business and what, what they're doing. And and one of the questions I ask, and a lot of the time I'm surprised, I'm well, I'm shocked at the answer. And it, it's really surprised me, um, you know, and I'm not getting up anyone or, you know, like they should know better because I guess they don't, but it's still at the same time, I find it almost a little bit shocking. So I was helping this lady, I was talking to this lady the other day about her business and, you know, I just asked how many people has she got on an email list and, and she gave me an answer, it was 1,500 people. I said, oh, that's fantastic, that's really good. So how often do you email them? And she said, I, I don't. I don't email them at all. And I went, oh, oh, I was like, why? I don't know what to say to them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is a huge wasted opportunity. I think a lot of business owners think that they have to just send their email list offers all the time, offer after offer after offer. And it's no that you just speak to them like people speak to them like friends provide them value give them tips hints or whatever if you don't know what to say to them but the idea is to build a relationship with these people because they're going to become your greatest fans and i think a lot of people don't really understand the importance of having an email list and what it's actually for another story that comes to mind is my sister and my father have a water delivery business. Now, what they're doing at the moment, they're doing a free load of water giveaway. Now, basically what happens is the traffic from Facebook goes to a squeeze funnel. So it gets name, email and phone number and it generates a lead. Now, 
that will be drawn on the 1st of November. And it's doing great. It's generating leads. It's fantastic. Now, at the start, my sister was confused. She said, why? Why are we taking it to this funnel thing? Why don't we just do likes and shares on Facebook? And I said, no, because the problem with that and the problem with all your traffic on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or whatever, it's all rented. It's not owned. It's still owned by the social media networks. But if you have an email address, it's traffic you own. You don't have to pay anyone to get it. You don't have to pay anyone to see it. And it goes directly to them. Now, these other things that are becoming really important as well. I think, you know, you'll start to see, you know, text messages and messenger services become really important in the future as well. But at the moment, it's still really important to have email addresses. And you can just talk to them, offer them value and tips and hints, create a relationship with them. They'll open your emails if they know they're going to get that. And probably not if you're going to just send them offers every email. And, you know, don't spam them, but build a relationship with them. And, you know, some amazing things can happen. But what alarmed me is a lot of people don't realize the importance of the list. The list is why we do a lot of this stuff getting the contact information so we can build a relationship with them and then sell them our products and services. So how much is an email address worth to you? Well, it's been said that you should average on $1 per email per month. So if you've got 5,000 email addresses, $5,000 per month. 10,000 email addresses, $10,000 per month. Now, this holds true and it just depends what market or industry or niche you're in, right? Now, in the wealth space, I know guys that are doing five to eight dollars per email per month, and they've got about fifteen thousand email addresses, so it's pretty big cash, right? But you might have a local brick and mortar business with only five hundred email addresses. But those email addresses are worth more than $500 to you because you're able to develop a deeper relationship with these people than, say, someone that's just selling products online. So the idea is still the same. Build an email list and then speak to them and build a relationship to them all the time. Because when they come to look for products and services that you have, they're going to see you as the solution to their problems. Because you've already developed that relationship with you. They already know, like, and trust you. One of the things that I sort of feel with people when they're building an email list, or if they've already got one, is that they don't feel qualified to talk to their list. I was speaking to a lady the other day that was after a copywriter to write to her list. No, you don't have to. I mean, if you're worried about that you don't write very well or, you know, speak to them very well, all I can say is just write to as if they're friends already. Like, you're talking to a friend in a coffee shop and you won't go too far wrong, but you are qualified enough to and if you're offering them just value every time and not necessarily selling them anything they're not going to get annoyed with you at all so i hope i'm giving you the permission that you need to just go out and talk to your list if you've already got one now i hope i've highlighted so far 
why it's so important having a list, why you need a list, and how much revenue it can be for you and your business. Now you might be asking, right, how do I get a list? Now, getting a list can sometimes be easy and it can sometimes be hard. It all depends on you, really. What are you willing to offer as an ethical bribe? Now, sometimes that could be for free. It could be a small a free plus shipping or postage and handling fee. Now, the thing is with list building is the same thing online. It's based on a bartering system. What can you offer people in exchange for their contact information? Now, I remember in the back in the good old days in 2019 when we could travel around the world and I used to go home back to Australia pretty regularly and see my niece and nephew. Now, my niece, she's four years old, so what I would do is I would ethically bribe her sometimes to do certain things. I remember if I was sitting in the pool, I might go ask her, can you go get me a drink out of that esky? And she'd go, no, no, not going to do that. And I'd go, okay, I'll give you a dollar. And she'd go, no. What about $5? No. What about $10? I'll give you $10 to go and get me a drink out of that esky. No. Okay, right, this, so there's a little lesson there. But then I'd say, all right, what does she want? What's in it for her? So I said, what about if when I get out of the pool, we go play with the dinosaurs for five minutes? And she'd go, no. What about we play with the dinosaurs for 10 minutes? It's pretty long. Oh. What about when I get out, we play with the dinosaur for 15 minutes. Okay, okay, I'll go get you the drink. So there's a couple of lessons in that. Now, the first lesson that I think is pretty glaringly obvious is who? Who do you want to give your ethical bribe to to get their contact information out of them? It depends on your who. You've got to solve a problem for them or something that they want. Now, the second lesson is the offer. Now, playing with the dinosaur for five or 10 minutes was not enough. But playing with the dinosaur for 15 minutes, it had tipped the scales in my favor. So I was able to get her to do what I wanted to get her to get me the drink. So it's the same for you. So what can you offer them? The offer is going to do the heavy lifting. And if you can give them something that they want, and a good offer in exchange for their contact information, well, list building becomes easy. If you don't and skimp on the offer or don't give the offer to people who want it, that's going to be a problem. List building is going to be hard for you. So in summary, who is your ethical bribe for? Who are they? Who's your dream customer? What problem can you solve for them? And then what irresistible offer can you make them in exchange for their contact details? Now, I've been throwing the term around ethical bribe. Now, other people call it a lead magnet. For obvious reasons, leads are attracted to it like a magnet. But it doesn't really matter what you call it, as long as you're offering something or an ethical bribe in exchange for their contact details. Now, this could be anything from 
a free report, a free ebook, a giveaway like I'm doing for my sister and my father's water delivery business. Now, it could even be paid for. It could be a $27 ebook where the information and the content is really valuable. However, just remember if your landing page or your lead magnet isn't converting, the offer is probably not irresistible enough as long as you're offering it to the right people. Now, you see this everywhere. You see the big marketers doing it. Jay Abraham, John Lee Dumas, Russell Brunson, they all do it. As soon as you go to their websites, whack, free course or free ebook or, you know, free something as a lead magnet to go onto their email list because they know the power of list building. The power is in the list. So guys, get out there, build a list, and when you do get that list, you're okay to talk to them. Go and talk to them, just like normal people. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I've got a Facebook group, This Marketing Thing. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you at thismarketingthing.com. Until next time, see you later.